Friday, everybody. This is Andrew, and you're listening to Apostate JW. This week, we're going to be discussing baptism and Jehovah's Witnesses. So picture this. You're sitting at an assembly or convention of Jehovah's Witnesses listening to the baptismal talk. Your stomach's growling, just knowing you have one more talk to get through before lunch. The elder giving the talk finally asks the baptismal candidates to rise and answer these two questions. If you left before 2019, you probably remember, on the basis of sacrifice of Jesus Christ, have you repented of your sins and dedicated yourself to Jehovah to do his will? And do you understand that your dedication and baptism identify you as one of Jehovah's Witnesses in association with God's spirit-directed organization? Having answered yes to these questions, candidates are in a right heart condition to undergo Christian baptism. Does this sound familiar to you? How many of you have been baptized in other Christian religions, either before or after being a Jehovah's Witness? When I was baptized as a Christian in the Baptist Church, our pastor asked, Do you for sure know that you are saved and are going to heaven? After answering yes, the pastor then says, Your public testimony of faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Buried in the likeness of his death, as you're going into the water, and raised in the likeness of his resurrection as you come up out of the water. I'm sure as a Christian, you remember something similar. Let me ask, do you notice a difference? Let's dig into the history of baptism and Jehovah's Witnesses a bit. Before 1956, those wishing to become Jehovah's Witnesses were not required to be baptized if they had a prior baptism in another Christian faith, only if it was by full immersion. If not, then baptism would be done in line with Matthew 28, 19, which says, Go therefore and make disciples of people of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The examples given to us in biblical times, one found in Acts 2, 38, which reads, Peter said to them, Repent, and let each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the free gift of Holy Spirit. Also, at Acts 8, verse 36, speaking of the um, Ethiopian eunuch here, now as they were going along the road, they came to a body of water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What prevents me from getting baptized? This was immediately following his uh, dedication to God. Baptism usually immediately followed this event. This all would change from Jehovah's Witnesses in 1956, when the Watchtower published an article in its July 1st issue which stated, yes, one must be baptized again. Obviously, by any of such religious systems, one was never, in reality, baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Because he had he been so baptized, he would have appreciated the authority and office of such true higher powers. It also made a requirement of those who were baptized as a Jehovah's Witness before 1918 to be rebaptized. 1918 was the time the Jehovah's Witnesses um, declared themselves not a part of Christendom. In 1967, the Watchtower made a further change to its baptism process. This change would come in the form of an intensive Bible training course. 
once a candidate reached the point of baptism, the candidate would sit before three elders and answer a battery of 80 Bible-related questions. Over time, these questions have changed to fit the doctrine of the Jehovah's Witnesses. These questions are mandatory for all who desire to get baptized. Now comes the question of consecration. These questions were asked to the candidate before the public. These as well have undergone many changes over the years. During the early days, Pastor Russell had two specific questions that he asked candidates prior to baptism. Have you repented of sin with such restitution as you were able? And are you trusting in the merit of Christ's sacrifice for the forgiveness of your sins and the basis of your justification? Have you made full consecration, consecration of yourself with all the powers that you possess, talent, money, time, influence, all to the Lord, to be used faithfully in his service even unto death? On the basis of these confessions, we acknowledge you as a member of the household of faith and give to you as such the right hand of fellowship, not in the name of any sect or party or creed, but in the name of the Redeemer, our glorified Lord, and his faithful followers. At this point, there was no mention of Jehovah or the Holy Spirit. Both of these requirements are requirements of Matthew 28, 19, mentioned before. Also notice that it is specifically mentioned that you are not dedicating yourself to any organization, but in the name of the Redeemer. After Pastor Russell died and Judge Rutherford took over, the change was made to, have you recognized yourself as a sinner needing salvation from Jehovah God? Have you acknowledged that this salvation proceeds from him and through his ransomer, Jesus Christ? At this point, we have an acknowledgement of Jehovah and Jesus, two to three mentioned in Matthew. The Watchtower in 1955 and 1966 clarified that we are not getting baptized in the name of an organization. Instead, to the supreme sovereign of the universe, our creator, Jehovah God himself. In 1985, the Holy Spirit was finally spoken of, but not quite in the way one would hope. Questions from then became, on the basis of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, have you repented of your sins and dedicated yourself to Jehovah to do his will? Do you understand that your dedication and baptism identify you as one of Jehovah's Witnesses in association with God's spirit-directed organization? Having answered yes to these questions, candidates are in a right heart condition to undergo Christian baptism. Now the Watchtower is saying that their dedication and baptism will identify you as a member of God's spirit-directed organization, aka the Jehovah's Witnesses. Finally, in 2019, the Holy Spirit was moved yet again, directly saying, you are being baptized as a member of Jehovah's Witnesses. Questions from there read, have you repented of your sins, dedicated yourself to Jehovah, and accepted his way of salvation through Jesus Christ? Do you understand that your baptism identifies you as one of Jehovah's Witnesses in association with Jehovah's organization? completely disregarding scripture and precedents set up in prior watchtowers that they are not only dedicating their lives to Jehovah, but also to an earthly organization. Over the years, the Jehovah's Witnesses have made many changes in their doctrine. This only illustrates one of many. Others will be covered in later podcasts. 
They say this is new light to help shepherd the flock. But let's think about this. If God wanted the flock to be shepherded, why would he allow false light to be put out in the first place? Why would he want his Holy Spirit, his driving force, to not even be included in a candidate's dedication to his supposed chosen people? Why would we as individuals want to dedicate our lives to an organization and its interpretation of the Almighty when we are advising the Bible to only be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit? What do you think about this? If you have any questions, comments, concerns, I can be found on YouTube at apostatejw. You can also email me at apostatejw at gmail.com. Have a great weekend.